Hello and welcome to Money Purpose Live. Money Purpose is a series of interviews with over 20 experts that have mastered tools and strategies which led them to their financial success. What wealth creators, fire experts, money coaches have done differently to have the right money mindset and create more money during COVID-19. In this series, you will gain the most relevant insights and strategies to help you pivot or thrive through current challenging times. The Money Purpose series was created by Blossom Media Studio to empower you to take control of your finances. Now let's get right into it. Today's guest is Belinda Agnew. Belinda is a passionate and motivated young entrepreneur in Australia who is making a name for herself in the B2B world. She's hungry for success and prides herself on sourcing and developing talent in an innovative way. Belinda is transforming companies and helping them make millions and it's now developing her own concepts to change the way recruitment works and looking to make a difference in the way companies hire talent forever. Belinda is the managing director of Focus Recruitment, Focus Media Original, and also an investor in Workle.me. Help me welcome Belinda to the show and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to Money Purpose Series. I'm so excited that you are with us today and you are tuning in from your home or wherever that you are from. You're going to enjoy this um, episode with Belinda Agnew and I'm so excited just to have her with us today and Abhinav with me today as well. We have Belinda Agnew on today. She is a founder of many different companies. We can tell she's growing her business during COVID. So it's going to be an exciting conversation. Belinda, do you want to just give a quick introduction about the few things you mentioned, especially the app, which I'm really excited about to dig in right away? Yeah, sure. So quick rundown. Uh, We recruit talent across tech and digital companies in APAC. So Australia, Singapore, Asia. We do a little bit of uh, America clients, but usually startup tech within America, usually Bay Area, that are wanting to tap into the Australian market here and grow teams here. So we kind of focus on that. Um, and then we also run a media company which creates content in the business world that allows you to digitize your brand uh, through social media platforms. Um, and then the Workle app, which is uh, aligned with recruitment, that is launching in about three weeks, which is a video TV app. So you can pitch yourself under a minute um, to get yourself in front of potential employers, especially through this time. It's going to be a great tool to use. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit of a, a rundown of me <laughs> I love it. and what we do. Can I also add that you are absolutely stunning and beautiful and the oh, content that you are putting you. out, it Thank always radiates with positivity and a smile. And you all have a very strong personal brand on all the social media platform and you know across just b2b world that thank Absolutely. you so much yeah personal branding huge it's huge it's helped me in so many ways in business created so many opportunities right yeah. and for that reason i really wanted to invite you to this series to talk about personal branding in the digital world nowadays right like another day mm-hmm. abinov and i were having a conversation and just thinking like how much more people going to sit behind the screen and really watch other people contents until they actually yeah. be the person on the screen and sharing their message because we believe that 
every single person has a message or something to give back to the world or some uniqueness that the world want to hear about them. And it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be in terms of influencer, right? Like even if you trying to get hired at some company, what is your uniqueness? What is your hobby that you do on the side that will help you eventually to get hired? So yeah. you have a very strong belief in building personal brand and maybe you can share and talk a little bit more about that and how it actually helped your company to really build your own brand and then help others as well. Maybe even define for us what is a personal brand because it's kind of a, a weird word, right? Not a lot of people understand branding yeah. in general. What does that mean? It's not just a logo, obviously, right? But that's what most people yeah, think. Yeah, sure. I think personal branding is a really vulnerable situation to be in. I, I feel as though uh, different for everybody. Everybody's on a different journey in, in their career and in their life. Um, it's it's a very very vulnerable, um, uh, I guess, content creation because you're essentially opening up your personal life to these people um, as well as your business and, and the journey that you're on. So I do share a lot of success and a lot of things that we're doing and pushing out as a business, but also I share a lot of failures along the way that are happening. Um, there's things that I've spoken about. We we launched a um, a TV show on Tika TV, which was interviewing um, you know billionaires across the world, um, and we launched that and it became a failure. You know, we we were off air I think in about a month and a half, and I and I shared that story. And there's things things like that that have happened on my personal brand journey more so than my business. So I guess for me, it's more to show people that it's okay if you fail and it's okay if you make mistakes and it's okay if these things don't work out. Things don't happen by accident. They happen for reasons. Um, so I truly believe that. And I guess it's really helped me, um, you know, engage with people like yourself and, and created opportunities in other businesses and, and other people uh, into my life. But uh, the way that I see personal brand is, it's helped us because we are a service business mm. and service business is a people business mm. and people buy people. They don't buy products or buy, you know, the, the brand itself. I mean, it's a part of that, but they buy you. So a lot of the clients that have come into our business has been through myself or through my team. They've bought into us right. and trusted us as people before they bought into our service. Mm. So personal brand um, has definitely, you know, I would say 10X our business and our, and our brand in general. Um, and opportunities, Hi-Pay, perfect example. Hi-Pay is a, a FinTech company um, that's about to get ASX listed. They launch in October. Uh, they're growing faster than Afterpay and ZipPay. They're doing huge things. They noticed me on Instagram, on my personal brand. Oh, wow. And the, the, the founder had reached out and said, we want to have a chat with you. Let's chat and get you on the board. Um, purely through my personal rent. So I think a lot of people need to understand that opportunities um, are there if you want to grab it. But it definitely is a, is a vulnerable situation mm. to be in. And you need to be willing to talk about those things. Um, instead of just, you know, showing the success side and, and the business side. But yeah, personal brand is definitely different to business. That's completely two different things. Right. Thank you for that distinction, actually. So I'm curious, you mentioned in there for 
of course, if you're in the people business, you want to have a personal brand out there. But what if, you know, somebody is just, you know, starting out and they're trying to get hired. You mentioned this app, Workly, that's going to come out where you can, for a minute, describe Welcome. perhaps yeah. how, do you, how do you, you know, expect people to boil themselves down into under a minute to get hired? I mean, isn't that trying to like push a lot of pressure into people? Like, especially, you know, when there's already like uncertainty about yeah. how to do it properly. There's no real training. You don't go to school for this unless you guys are educating Absolutely. the client. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so uh, when we were creating this app, the tech guys, I think, had asked this question numerous times to me. How do you think somebody is going to pitch themselves in a minute? And is this actually going to work? And is it too short? Should we do it for five minutes? Should we do it longer? Look, the thing is, um, the, the process that I'm trying to create is easier for the hiring managers, mm. not easier for the candidates. And the thing is, a hard copy, to receive an actual hard copy and flick and shortlist these hard copies on a daily basis, it takes a lot of time and effort. And if you think about it, I'm sure you guys have hired people before, you've interviewed people that have come on your team or other careers throughout your, your life. Um, when you interview somebody, you know within minutes if that person is going to fit or not. It's like dating somebody you know that that person is right for you or not right for you. I mean, it takes, it takes time as well to get to know them properly, but you know by gut feel and intuition mm. if that person fits within the culture or not. Yeah. You, you know, you just know these things. And when you're in the interview, you cannot cut it within five to ten minutes and be like, hey, by the way, it's not going to work out, so have a great day, bye because you've got a, a brand and a company to run and a reputation, right? So the the minute video is to wipe all that out, just not stay in an interview for, for 30 to 40 minutes and actually see the, the person, the tonality, the presence, the, the culture fit. Um, and you can go through 10 or 20 videos of, of those people instead of going through the whole interview process. So that's why I put it um, under a minute. Did you mean to focus on like the newer generation that's already really good at making like TikTok Gen or Instagram? No, everybody. So Gen Z, millennials, um, and uh, people over 50 as well, depending on what they're applying for. But it's a good question as well. So the market that we're targeting, we don't actually have a market. We do believe that when we go to launch, we will attract more millennials and Gen Z more than other people. But we're going to test that out and see what sticks mm -hmm. and whatever sticks, then we'll create a niche through that, which is what a lot of um, HR tech companies have done. They launch something, they see what sticks, um, and then, uh, you know, they would go through that niche from there. Yeah. So, well. example, uh, one of my good friends, Tony Wu, he owns a company called Weekly, and it's a HR tech company here in Melbourne. It's a really successful company. And he... Um, went, in, went into this company targeting every single niche, construction, customer service, fashion, hospitality, everything you can imagine of. Um, and customer service stuck. So he stuck to customer service eventually over a few years. So we're just going to see what sticks, you know, test out the market and whatever sticks will then, you know, market that out and push that out the most. 
Oh, I love that you actually share that. And one of the videos that I've seen you sharing, it's think outside the box. Because if you're really looking into a lot yeah. of content or people that saying they will niche down, niche down, like find that one thing that you want to do or that market that you want to serve. But sometimes I really believe that you really need to think outside the box and just target a lot and then see what sticks and then what you end up loving to serve too. Because if you're putting yourself in the box to serving one audience and you end up not actually loving that job that you're doing, then you're really putting yourself in the place of not you know, enjoying that as well. Definitely. I'm, I'm wondering how that ties in with the talent now pay later concept that you mentioned earlier with the app that you're coming out with. So let's say that gives people this opportunity to maybe put themselves out there in a different manner than like LinkedIn or putting their resume to someone. Um, and then you're mentioning this concept, which is actually kind of cool, I think, because uh, maybe businesses aren't sure that they can you know, hire a large staff or a large amount of people, but maybe their value is there. So what's the process to kind of get invested in something like that? You know, if I'm a small business and I'm looking to scale up real fast, but I don't have the ability to hire on 50 people, but I know that I have the capacity to maybe offload 50 people worth of work and build something really fast. So tell me a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, so um, High Pay um, is uh, a pay later service. So you can hire talent now and then pay later. So if you were to hire, let's say, five salespeople off the bat because you've got a service or a product coming out launching and you really need to push this out in the market, you could hire those five people for a recruitment agency that would cost you twenty to $40,000 per salespeople to recruit to that company. That bill will be billed to the company from the recruitment agency. High pay pays the recruitment agency twenty to forty thousand dollars per salespeople they recruited for the company, mm. uh, and the company pays that later, over six months, three to six months. So on a payment option, it's very much like zip pay and afterpay when you buy a product online and you pay over six installments or eight mm. installments. It's very much like that, but in B two B world in hiring talent. That's cool. So it allows you to have good cash flow. Cash flow is super important, especially now during COVID. Um, you need to hold on to your capital really tight. So it allows you to, you know, have that breeze of, of cash flow. Yeah, through. you are very uh, driven and just a entrepreneur that solves the problems because you just mentioned that cash flow is important <laughs> during this time. This is what I'm seeing. It's important for a lot of businesses. So I'm going to solve that problem. So where does that drive and just understanding come from? Um, even especially during this time, instead of putting your head in the sand, you're actually solving more problems. So what is the attribute to that? Well, I think if I don't be that way, I'm not going to have a business in the end, <laughs> you know, um, and a lot of people uh, on LinkedIn uh, and social media, when we pivoted our business into the media space, uh, a lot of people were like, you guys are so crazy. What are you doing? It's completely different to, to what you guys have been doing for years. And the thing is, if I don't work 10 times harder now, I'm not going to have a business to go back to when this is over. So, you know, I, we have no choice. Uh, the team has no choice. You know, people have taken pay cuts. Mm. People have lost their jobs. Um, we're still lucky to have a job. We're still lucky to make, you know, the money that we are today. Um, we're very grateful to be in the position we are in. But, you know, people don't understand is like, if we don't work 
as just as hard now. We're literally not going to have a business to go back to. So I think that's what keeps me moving forward and the team for sure. I remember again just、uh, watching one of your content and、uh, you, your one mantra or I would say quote that you always say is. is Get shit done, <laughs> and I love that. Get、uh, shit done, literally. Yeah, you know? and just do. How do you? A lot of people are contemplating. Yeah, exactly, and that's an, my leads to my next question. Like, as a leader and a founder and partner in the company and many companies that you are building on, right? How do you motivate your staff and how do you propel them to move forward to have the same attitude as you? Do because I mean when all of this happened, obviously everybody felt a little bit of distress and fear, or maybe some other feeling of you know uncertainty, right? But as a leader, you need to even actually work harder and push them forward. So how you were you able to do that? Um, look, you know, I feel as though I have a really good team. You know, I can't complain, but there have been moments. Throughout, you know, this COVID,、um, you know, pandemic, a few people have had, you know, hiccups throughout their personal life,、mm-hmm. and you know, things have happened, things have shifted, and we get it. You know, it's a it's a difficult time for everybody,、um, personally and professionally. So, you know, you do need to have those conversations. But the thing is, with companies, what they don't realize, it doesn't matter how small or big your company is, you need to have that one on one. Conversation with、mm. your team. If it's a sit down coffee or or a sit down Zoom, it needs to be one on one because your team will not open up to you in an actual team environment. They're only going to open up to you how they're actually feeling inside, mentally as well, because there's a lot going on in in mental、um, illness right now. It's, it's it's a thing. It's happening everywhere and. People are not talking about it, and people are saying they're okay, but they're not actually okay.、Mm. So it's important to really sit down with you know your peers and your and your friends and your family one on one and just say, are you okay?、Mm. You know, how, how are you coping? What's happening in your life? Is there anything that I can do?、Right. Um, what is it that you need right now to make your life better、yeah. or easier? So it's just asking those simple questions, but. It's really the one-on-one. That's what that's what's helped me throughout this process. And like, I'm curious what you see from your perspective as a good sort of general rule of thumb or like advice you would give to people that are trying to get hired right now. You know, obviously we're huge proponents of LinkedIn, just organically without really even putting a whole lot of you know charcoal in that、mm-hmm. in that you know fire. We've gotten lots of good hits out of it, business opportunities from it. So it's been really good for that for us, and so we really know that the value is there for that. But Besides that, like you know, talk to me about someone starting, somebody looking to put themselves out there and build something that they, that would get them higher. Let's go through some hypotheticals or like let's play some scenarios out that you think would be important for someone to consider right now. Cool. So、um, whoever's listening, please take notes.、Uh, this is an actual thing. It's super basic and it does work. Your、uh, conversion rates or whatever you call it, you will definitely get a job if you do this. So、uh, when you're looking for a job, usually people post on LinkedIn, Seek.com. I think in America it's other job platforms that you guys post on. I wouldn't go through those platforms. I would definitely seek companies that are hiring through those platforms. So, for example, who is your job biggest job platform in America right now? 
where do you go to look for a job? LinkedIn for us, honestly. For us, LinkedIn yeah. or LinkedIn. Oh really? yeah. Okay. I mean, it's an American company. Okay, let's just go with, <laughs> okay, let's just go with LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, when you go to jobs and you type in, I don't know, business development manager, you're looking to get hired in New York City. Right. You would see the job and the company. You click on the company link. Then when you click on the company's profile, you would see a thousand employees or 30 employees or 80 staff, right? Which is on the actual LinkedIn company profile. Right. So they've got the banner and then underneath they've got the company name. And then underneath that, they have the amount of employees. The amount of employees click on the employees and then it would come up all the people that work at that company. There's a filter at the top of that where it says all filters click on all filters, then type in director or HR manager or sales director, which mm. is the decision maker who's recruiting for that role. Reach out to that person, John Smith, the sales director. Hey, John, I think you posted this job. I didn't want to do the norm way and apply directly. So here I am reaching out directly to you. I'm super interested in this role. Don't only write a message, do a video. Hey, John, I've seen a job uh, that you guys posted. I I'm currently working for XY. I would love to come work for you because I have ABC. Let's grab a coffee and discuss mutual benefits. Mm. Here's my email. Do you have a contact number? Let's do a chat this week. Bye. Do that to 30 to 50 people a week, and I guarantee you, you will get a job. What about, I'm going to play devil's advocate. What about the people that say, well, my message never gets seen. Well, how, what can I do to stand out? How do I get that person's attention? Because they're probably getting flooded. I mean, this is a strategy that works for sure, but you got to be persistent. It's a so, numbers game. Yes. It's a numbers, numbers game. game. Yeah. If, I mean, do more. If you can't, if, if 50 people and nobody, nobody's replying to you, do 100 people. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe a video is not going to work in my opinion. If you're That's doing for sure. I agree with you on that. I do agree with you on that. To somebody 30 times and you're telling me you're not getting a reply back from that. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, like it's, yeah. Hesitancy honestly, with, with video content is really big right now. That's <laughs> yeah. what we're trying to, you know, hope people with podcasting, doing a video podcast is trying to overcome that because really we think podcasting is a skill set. It doesn't really matter whether your podcast grows or not. You know, we have clients whose podcasts are in the top 100, top 25. Uh, for different you know genres but at the same time having a podcast nowadays is an avenue for us to get in touch with you all the way in australia right it's it's just another avenue like you and i could probably not have this meeting if we were just met off the street somehow so it just creates that opportunity Correct. but also this ability to then articulate your ideas like we're doing right now this is a skill in itself you could see mm -hmm. a clip of me in a podcast and know that obviously i'm competent enough to manage and work with large you know clients because i can talk about things i can keep tab of it you know and it's a real skill set. It shows that you pay attention to certain details when you're listening to somebody versus just talking. So there's a lot of mm -hmm. like plus sides to that, right? So we think that's a way where you can differentiate yourself perhaps in the marketplace by like, okay, that one minute content or to show, show yourself, you know, you can make clips out of your podcast to put out on LinkedIn or, or some sort of a talk show or something that shows that you're working on your craft. You don't have to be perfect, but if there's improvement, that's going to really show uh, you know, I don't know how much of that you're seeing in the marketplace. Like, do you recommend that or would you say try something, you know, differently? Well, I think a lot of people think content's the key, not always the key. There's different types of content. People think content is video always. That's not true. It could right. be audio. It could be written. It could be other ways of getting in front of people. 
do what you're most comfortable with, but also do what you're good at. Mm. And if you do a video and you're not getting enough traction or engagement, then that's just probably not your thing. And that's what people need to realize. It's like, do entrepreneurship, try it out, scratch that itch. But if you suck, then you suck. <laughs> you need to find something else to do. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Truly, they just keep going and going. And look, there's nothing wrong with failing and, and all of that. But you need to sometimes realize that that's just probably not your thing. Mm. It's not for everyone. You got to you know, have self-awareness. I mean, you got to know what's worse Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. We need CFOs. We need employees. We need these people. Not everybody can be an entrepreneur. Not everybody can be, you know, those people. So uh, I think it's just, yeah, what you said, self-awareness, knowing who you are and what your strengths are, for sure. Yeah, I think it's the key too, because being, especially during this time right now of, um, you know, pandemic and being online all the time and being locked down, you look you know, on digital space and you see, oh, I just started this course. I just started my online this and this. And it creates the yeah. sense of like, oh, well, maybe that's sh something I should be doing. And I do see that there's a hype of, oh, I should be an entrepreneur and everyone can be an entrepreneur, right? Because it's a sales uh -huh. pitch of like, well, it's easy. You can just um, do this, 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 and I'll show you exactly what you need to do so you can become that entrepreneur, but really having a self-awareness and knowing like, is it for me or is that for somebody else it's important too? And there is a place where you can get hired. And like you mentioned, there, we need employees who are very focused, skilled on certain things, right? Like we don't really need everybody become entrepreneur then <laughs> who is going to be actual, you know, playing the other roles in the companies. Who's doing Absolutely. the work? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and not only that, it's like you need to understand your passion. Right. If you're passionate about writing copy and that's all you want to do, then do that. Like, why do you need to go out and create a business? Yeah, you know, no. do what makes you happy. And I think, you know, it's a different journey for everyone. Look, there's a book that I would recommend. Just I just thought about it. It's called uh, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if you guys have yes. read this book. Love that book. Yeah. But it's a great book. Um, and it just brings that self-awareness back to back on track, you know, being present um, and, and knowing who you are and where you're at on your journey. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people are living in this thing, thought, that's yeah. not actually true. Right. So, Absolutely. You know, just be yeah. present with, with, with what you are and what you have and how you feel um, because, yeah, thoughts are not reality. Right. So in terms of just like being in the present and really knowing where you're at and being aware, what would be those things that you would recommend people Skills. to look into in terms of building a skill or something that they can actually help themselves? I, I, I think what you just said, you made a good point about, you know, um, we didn't make a point about the skill set, but, you know, buy a course on something that you've always wanted to learn or upskill on your current job that you're currently doing or your current business. Um, listen to podcasts, you know, your podcast, you know, you guys are interviewing amazing people. I'm sure you'll get things out of this. Um, yeah. There's many books that you can read as well to upskill. Knowledge is free. This is what people don't understand. Knowledge is free. Most of it is on Google and in books. So do that um, and, you know, have, yeah, go on a whole self-development thing, yeah. you know, during this time. A lot of people are not thinking about that. Think about your health as well. Mm. 
Um, I've been vegan for six years. Uh, a lot of people are trying to go plant-based um, and, and trying to introduce other foods or take out other foods in their diet. And that also makes you feel better during this time. Food mm. is important. Yep. It, you know, it's very, very important. Um, and health and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's a great uh, point. And just want to kind of scale back on, you know, the topic of money and just um, as a business and entrepreneur, what have you done just personally and, you know, for your business during this time? Have you have to change some habits or something you have yes. to do to pivot your company? Yes, absolutely. So uh, in the recruitment world, High pay uh, is obviously a good example for that, mm -hmm. where we could keep recruitment agencies at scale and grow. But at the time pandemic happened, high pay wasn't there at the time. So most of our roles that we had on or most of the clients freaked out. They freaked out. Mm -hmm. They're like, holy shit. Like our budget is tight. We've got to stack yeah. people. We can't recruit anymore. We can't grow at scale. Like, We need to save our staff. So everyone got pay cuts. You know, everyone was living on off half the wage they were on originally. So everyone panicked. So our clients dropped off. Things dropped off. I freaked out. Our team freaked out. Uh, so we pivoted the media side. Mm, that's when And you that's started. How we, that's how we grew. We won a pretty big contract with that. Then we scaled and then we kept the recruitment um, at, at Plateau which we did really well with that. But at the time, if we weren't doing content creation or if I didn't have a personal brand pre-COVID, mm. I would have been screwed. Because pre-COVID, recruitment agencies were hating on us as an agency of creating content, meaning you're not a digital agency, just focus on people and recruit people what you're good at. Why are you creating content at scale? Mm. COVID happened, here is why. Wow. Our brand is known. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, so, yeah, definitely content has helped us an enormous amount. Ridiculously an amount, big amount. What do you what do you attribute to? Like, I mean, content is a very vague word, obviously. Like, more specifically, like, what type of content? What what is What's working for you? Like, get, share some more insights into that, perhaps? Vid I would say video for us and, and brand awareness. About you what? You know, sharing stories. So sharing stories, um, testimonials. Uh, so for example, we wouldn't post a job through Seek or LinkedIn. We would post a job on a video. Focus group meets Amazon Australia. We're recruiting mm. five sales engineers, two technical project managers, XY, please apply now. Music in the background, brand, like brand awareness, B-roll, like make it look super fun and cool. Um, we would post things about why you should be digitizing your brand more than ever. Um, announcing uh, announcements for job seekers, what you should be doing, five tips you should be doing during COVID, five things you should be doing to stand out in front of uh, everybody else, to get in front of an employer. Um, things like that, just tips and just bringing value to the platform mm. that people will actually go and use, not just doing noise. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Actually yeah. giving away stuff. Yeah. No, like I, things I that people that. can yeah. go and do today. Yeah. Well, you really pivoted that you started more content creation and then more, you know, other side of the of the company grew. But I want to bring back to what is the basic of your company that you always kept and will still keep 
even you know after pandemic that you would never change as a at the core of the focus group what is that thing that will never be changed that's a really good question alexis question yeah. this can't, could sound a bit generic but it's not because it's really what what i believe in i think it would be you know being true to our core and true to uh, ourselves as a team and we have copped a lot of slack we're, we're a baby you know we've only been around for two and a half years our, our group um and we've grew pretty fast and pretty quickly and we we've copped a lot of slack throughout the process because we did things out of the norm we really did if you look at recruitment agencies and then look at us you would think we're not a recruitment firm you know we're, we're just not um, and we copped a lot of slack for it. And I do believe now it's paid off a ton mm. because we kept true to our brand and we kept true to ourselves as people and as a team and as a service. So I think that's one thing that I wouldn't change. And there's definitely doubts that I had throughout the process of doing that. I was like, shit, maybe I should definitely go back to the recruitment agency world and not be so out of the box. But I would definitely um, stick to that because it's paid off for sure. When I started learning more about you and seeing what you guys doing, I thought so more that you were a marketing agency. <laughs> but yes, then I'm right. like, no, you're actually doing something really cool. You're actually hiring people. And then I start looking in more into that. I'm like, this is actually fun. And I actually want to be a part of it. Just even if I'm not looking for a job, like you just want to be a part of yeah. something that is more Red modern time. and cool. That's the best time. Yeah. yeah, I had a question that came to my mind while you were speaking there. I started to think about like, you know, you're learning a lot of these things. Of course, you're creating something that's brand new. Uh, I'm curious, like, what are the areas or who do you look up to right now? Like, who are you learning from? And like, how are you get you know, kind of staying at the edge of what would be working or like, you know, experimenting? Like, how, how do you like kind of continue to stay ahead of the curve, so to speak, in, the, in that sense, you know, like in your personal manner and of course in your business you know like are there that's such a good question yeah so before i would say a ton of mentors and a a ton of people throughout my life and a ton of you know people that i look up to but i think in the past five six months i've really come to realize that a lot of the things that i have received advice from i've always gone back to what i what i feel Mm -hmm. and what my intuition is telling me and that has always worked for me versus having all these you know people giving me numerous amount of advice i think advice is good but receiving several different opinions on from several several different people is not always good because you need to understand everybody has their own journey and everybody thinks differently and everybody has different businesses that's why we all are successful in our own way Mm -hmm. so i would say i definitely have people that i look up to but truly now I don't look up to people as much as I used to. I, I admire people and in, in what they do and how they run businesses, but I always bring it back to how I feel at the time and what my intuition is telling me and if I should do that move or, or I shouldn't. But I definitely do read things and articles like TechCrunch. Um, uh, I read some Forbes articles and things like that about what's happening in the tech world and what's you know, new and fresh, what's trending but I don't necessarily read into people's stories and how they created a, a success mm. as much as I used to because it can play with my own success and it can start to 
move me away from what I'm really trying to focus on. If that makes sense. That's a very good point. Yeah, because if you start to look at too many other people's stories, you forget what you see, what's going to be your own story, and Absolutely. you start to live through. I mean, that's a very big problem. I start to see, you know, mm-hmm. part of something we touched on earlier in our conversation, but I won't take too much of it here about mental health. You know, a lot of people suffer from seeing too many other people's lives online because they don't see their own mm-hmm. life, and then they're like, "Well, what do I do? How do I, how do I be better?" Because there's all these people doing it so much better than I am. So you almost feel like you're starting at a very low point of entry, you know, low barrier of entry there. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a really crushing thing. You know, I see a lot of, especially younger folks, as well as, 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 well as older people, people that are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s are feeling a lot of regret and resentment for the way they live yeah. life. So it really just, you know, I mean, that's part of my mission and what I'm trying to do with my like podcast a little bit. So just like a shameless plug in that sense right now, I felt. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you're absolutely yeah. right. I, I agree with you on, on a lot of that is that, but you know, like you have to keep learning, which is what you said, Jack. Like, there's things that you do to continually, continuously keep yourself sharp and up to yeah. date on what's going on, because we all have to continue to grow, uh, no matter what. You know, like that's kind of part of life. You keep growing every day. So yeah, Absolutely. I really enjoyed this conversation, and then now we have gotten deeper. So I do want to honor your time and round up this conversation. But two questions before we go you do seem that you are very grounded person and you do really into are you are very in tune with your own intuition right so what is that daily habit that you do or something that you do on daily basis to ground yourself or maybe you have some process that you do and the second one uh, the last one is what is next for focus group and personally for Belinda Agnew what is next and what is community and people can be expecting to get from sure, you. yeah so i i um have a dog <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a secret <laughs> she, she definitely is my world and does ground me a lot more than you know and a lot of people don't think about this but um animals are feng shui you know they're very calming and they're very mm. they, they ground you as a human um and she does ground me so i generally go for walks and i listen to podcasts or i listen to meditation music or something like that and i would just walk along the water because Mm. water just makes me feel good it just brings that creativity um within myself so i I generally go for walks an hour walk something like that and that's what i tend to do every single day because sometimes i need to just step away from the computer and step away from the, the the hustle for a sec um, that does ground me a lot. Um, the next thing for focus is, look, we're not trying to grow it hugely. We're not we're not trying to be the haze and the decos of of recruitment world. We're really not trying to be that. What I'm really trying to focus on is having a boutique agency where people know us for our brand. Mm. I don't. I want people. To mention our name which is happening now and people know us for us for our team for our brand and what we do and how we're different and how we're out of the norm uh and why people invite us on podcasts like this and talk about our brand is because you know people and seeing what's mm. going on they're like oh this is cool like they're doing cool stuff yeah so that's what i want to be known for um i don't want to grow it too big i want to grow it very like boutique probably 50 staff max mm. Um, for the media side, I definitely want to see that grow a little bit, but I want it to be entwined with the recruitment side. Um, my core focus, I would say, over the next five years would be Workall because that's going to be huge for us. It's going to be super scalable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe there's going to be big things happening with that. 
for sure. There's already things in the pipeline that are happening in the next five years um, that I'll be attending to speak about Workle and the application and things like that. And we've got pretty big investors that are interested and pretty big names as well. Um, and then I would say for myself, <laughs> I don't know about myself. Um, <laughs> myself, look, I just want to be happy. I just want to be content, mm. you know, and I think as a, I wouldn't say an entrepreneur because it's not really something I like to say. Um, I just don't think it's a thing, to be honest. I think, you know, it's just how I, I'm just ambitious and I, and I love, I love business. I love the process. I love the startup. I love the grind and I have the grit for it. So I think for me, I would definitely see myself um, always in business. Mm. It's, it's, it's truly what I love. I wouldn't say that I love as recruitment or I love tech or I love HR or I love media. There's no specific niche for me. I just love business. I love startups. I love being in it. I love seeing the process. I love winning. I love seeing the end goal. And I just love growing that. And and for me, it grows me as a person as well. And I and I meet, and I don't think I'll be, uh, you know, running businesses on my own forever. I do believe I'll be in partnerships and be involved in some mm-hmm. way. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the future for me, definitely. But look, you know, I always say I want to be content. But I believe when you hit a certain level, yes. You're just like, oh, what's next? What's next? And then you hit that and you're like, oh, that was fun. What's next? Right. So it, it, it's hard to say, you know. But yeah. yeah, that's kind of where I see it. Yeah, I, I do love business. I love the process for sure. Well, I appreciate your time and effort to being here and just sharing your journey with us and your business and I'm so grateful that we were able to connect and just hear more of your stories and we're able to you know dive in more of what focus group is because I would attribute it to you know just your sharpness and your way of grounding yourself and how you moving and impacting people's life by thinking outside the box and I really appreciate that and thank you so much again for being here today. Thank you. Thank I just want to so say much, it seems like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And that definitely comes off in this conversation. So again, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Barth. Take it's care. It's been a pleasure.